0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. All right, praise the living God. Once again, here's another exciting moment. I think every one of us is going to. Enjoy the season that will come into this is a new series that I want to start off um, This part one of the series I called Last Day's Predictions, the G5 and COVID-19 That's the subject I'm dealing with this time around Amen I know we've come to the place where Everything that is going on is pointing to the end of the world So we have a lot of prophecies going up and a lot of I mean, teachings all over the place. So, I just wanted to examine one or two things from scriptures and be able to look at history as to how men have always predicted the end of the world up to date, if you will. Hallelujah. Now, let's take our first reading from the book of Isaiah 45 and 17. Here is Isaiah 45:17, the Bible says, but all Israel, I mean Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed, not confounded, wall without end. Glory to God. What did he say? Wall without end. Okay. You move into Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty-one. Good Ephesians three, verse twenty-one, and that's what he says. Unto he be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. All ages, what's that? World without end. Amen. Oh, glory. Throughout all ages, World without end. Amen. So the question is, which world do we really say is ending? Which one are we predicting? Do we see the scripture sometimes in the Bible? Or we just... Close our eyes to these particular scriptures and pick up some other scripture that talks about the end of age, the end of the world, and we use them to predict by reason of what is going on, for instance. In the course of this study, I will let you see what it means when, for instance, look at the book of Hebrews, talks about the end of the world. You should be able to understand what it means at a particular time. It's not dealing with the globe. But anyway, we will come to that. Now, the scriptures are all tells us something profound as to what should guide our eschatological beliefs with regards to current happenings and so take away fears from our lives. It's important. If we know that this is what the Bible is saying, we don't have to be lumping things that are happening together to predict the end of the globe, if you will. So, many of us... not getting our scriptures right because of our belief systems. That's a problem. Pandemic is not a sign of the end of the world. Neither the COVID-19 plus G5, a prelude to the coming into effect, a one-world government. Forget it. Amen? It's not a prelude to it. It's not what is signaling to it. It's not what is bringing it. There is nothing like a one-world government. I said that expressly in the previous recordings. We have had pandemic all through the years. I'll make you see that as we progress in these studies. And the major causes of these predictions are actually coming from our brethren who feel that they have prophetic callings, all because they have become a voice Within the body of Christ by reason of the size of the congregations. And so we model up scriptures that are already fulfilled eschatologically to buttress what they are saying as end time prophecies. This is a problem we're having. And you are not taking cognizance of those scriptures with us right now. You don't think about them. Now before going into that, in this series of, 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 of studies, I, I want to start with a catalogue of faith prophecies. Of the end of the world, and the above scripture is the reason that I have also made this prophecy so fear. Primarily, because God's agenda is different from what we are propagating as ministers of the gospel. Now, let me read the scripture that points to the ultimate mind of God. Revelation eleven fifteen again. This is what he says, and the seven angels sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. What is that supposed to mean? God ruling in all the kingdoms, all the nations, all the republics. Think about that. And the Bible says, shall reign forever and ever. Then you go to verse 15 of Revelation 11. And the Bible says, And the nations were angry, and the right is come, the right of God is come, and the time of the day that they should be judged. And that thou shalt give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, hallelujah. And them that fear thy name, small and great. And what's the next thing? And shall destroy them will destroy the art. Why do you think God wants to destroy those who want to destroy the art? Because he had an agenda for the earth. And look at the next thing. He wants to rule the world through his kingdom. Remember that? In Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 10, what did he ask you to say when you pray? Say this, Our Father which art in heaven, thy name, I mean thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is wrought in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come to earth as it is done in heaven. It didn't say pray, come, take us away. No, it is a prayer, okay, you just let your kingdom come after you've taken us away. That's not what he's saying. You let your kingdom come, let's experience your kingdom right here on the earth. Praise the Lord. Can you see that? Now, let, let's take, take a journey into history. i starting fair prophecies about the last days. And this may excite you. Put them on record. Now, the year 1000 was phenomenal in history. 1,000 because of the 1,000 expected return, I mean the return of Christ on the year 1,000, January. By December AD 1999, everyone was on the best behavior. Worldly goods were sold or given out to the poor. People headed to Jerusalem. Many were not repaired. Criminals were set free from jail. Men set up one week threat to Jerusalem. 81,000 came and nothing happened. Can you get that? This is what happened in 81,000. The kind of frenzy that was taking place because of, oh, 81,000 is the end of the world. Jesus is coming back. So by January of 81,000, you need to see the kind of activity that was going on. The expectation was high because I believe that by eighty one thousand Jesus is coming back. Jesus never came. Are you there? Now, the year 1,033 was cited at the end of the world that that would be the 1,000 year from the death of Christ. And so, there was a massive pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Nothing happened. Just follow. Benedictus Ariatus of Bahrain, who lived in 1505 and 1547, calculated that 1260 years added to the year Constantine made Christianity the official religion in Rome would be 312 plus 1260. That would give it equal to 172. And that would be the year of Christ's second coming. It never happened. You go down to 1960, like 1650 rather, the 50 monarch men looked for Jesus to establish the theocracy in Britain. They took up arms and tried to seize England by force. The movement died when the British monarch monarchy was restored in 1960. They feared Jesus was going to be establishing his theocracy in 1650 in England. And they took up arms to fight. Maybe like the way a uh, 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 Peter took up the sword to cut off the ear of, 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 the man that was coming to, to arrest Jesus. Maybe. Now, Christopher Columbus predicted that the end of the world would be 1657. It never happened. In 18009, Mary Batman, who specialized in fortune telling, had a magic chicken that lay eggs with end time messages on them With one message saying Christ's second coming was imminent The trick was discovered When she was caught forcing a marked egg Into the chicken of the Mary was later hanged For poisoning a worthy client Follow the story All these are predictions In 1814 A spiritually Joanna Southcott claimed that She would give birth to the second The second Christ that the second Jesus which has obeyed the second coming just like Mary did. Thereby getting a crowd of people around her when her stomach began to swell. At the time of her delivery she died only for autopsy to discover that it was a false pregnancy. Deception. Amen? Are you following this? Praise the Lord. Now, John Wesley wrote that the Revelation 12 verse 14, the times and a times, where 1058 to 1836 when Christ will come. That John Wesley. That's what he wrote. And so, for him, 1836, Jesus will be here. We never saw him. Johann Albert Bengel, he lived in 1687 and 1752. He declared that the millennium would begin in 1836. He came up with dates by the formula giving a total of 2,520 days, which was further interpreted to be divided by 666, It is 42 months. Nothing happened eighteen thirty-six. Bengal's prophecy failed. William Miller founded an end time movement that took on his name Millerism. He determined that the second coming of Christ would be between eighteen forty three and eighteen forty four. When the march went to fast, eighteen forty four, Miller's one year timetable ran out. Some of his followers set another date of October 22nd, 1844. These two failed, collapsing the movement. It died out. Charles Charles Russell proclaimed an invisible return of Christ in 1874. This was the original position of the Watchtower and Crack Society. Russell himself, after being exposed to the teaching of William Miller, founded his own organization, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and predicted the rapture in 1912, 1910, followed by the end of the world in 1914. Now he took that from the prophecy in Daniel chapter 4, that referred to seven times. They interpreted each times to be equal to a lunar year of 360 days, giving a total of 2520 days measured from the starting date of 607 BC given 1914 as a targeted date for Armageddon but when nothing happened it was later interpreted to be the invisible return of Christ and the defeat of Satan by Michael in the heavenly realms for long with history David Davidson wrote a book titled The Great Pyramid is Divine Message. In it he predicted that the world will end in August nineteen fifty three. Evidently influenced by the writing of Pierre Smith, a past astronomer royal of Scotland, who wrote a book in eighteen sixty. And in the book he called it Our Inheritance in the Great Pyramid. Responsible for the spread of pyramidology all around the world, quote postulated that secrets are hidden in the dimensions of the pyramid. So Smith calculated from the research that the millennium reign would start from the end of 1960. Nothing happened. Are you following it? Great. Now Tim Lahaye wrote in 1972. There is no question that we are living in the last days. We are the generation that will be on the earth when the Lord will come. The Lord never came. Tim Lahaye, 1972. In 1967, the Worcester Society predicted that in 1975 is the likely date for the end of the world since it was computed that that will be the 600 or 6,000 anniversary of the creation of Adam in the garden in 1421 BC. Hail Leslie, that's Heil Lise, in 1980 declared that 1980s would be the very last decade of the history as we know. The 1980s come down to Armageddon. He even alluded to the Gulf War to be the end of human history. Same in the 1980s. Nothing happened. Again in 1984, the Jehovah's Witness predicted the end of the world in 1984. So, the prediction started with 1974, 1978, 1881, 1910, 1914, 1914, 1918, 1925, 1975, 1984. The Jehovah witnesses. In Bill Maupin, of Tuscan, Arizona, predicted that a rapture would take place in May 1988. We are still here. No rapture. A lot of prophecy writers have postulated that the rapture would take place in 1993, because of the year 2000 was the end of 6,000 years' cycle and the beginning of the millennium. Then you will have to have seven years of tribulation preceding it. Nothing happened. We are still here. The and State Society again interpreted Psalm 90 verse 10 as the length of a generation to be 80 years. And since 1914 plus 80 equals 1994. The predicted Armageddon Will occur around the year No Armageddon To date Hallelujah Are you seeing here? But in 1995 again they said Amageddon is not coming and then Amageddon have been delayed So the end of the war will no longer near oh, Praise the Lord That was interesting, isn't it? They own up anyway Praise the Lord Now The year 2000 was significant. And I want you to to take note of this. Very significant. But most significant for so many people. For in their reasoning and calculation, when you divide 2000 by 3, you get the devil's number 666. 6666 and infinitum. Therefore, it was supposed to be a critical year. Nothing happened. And so, people like Grant Jeffrey predicted that AD 2000 is a probable termination date for the last day, the end of the world. Jeffrey prediction collapsed to the ground. We are still here. Lester Summer, in his book, I predict AD 2000 the absolute fullness of man's operation on planet Earth by the year 2080. Then Jesus shall reign from Jerusalem for 1000 years. Nothing happened. Same with her Lizzie. But the year 2000 is the year for the rapture. Nothing happened. Listen, Sumer is gone. 2000 is come and gone. No rapture. Lizzie, 2000. We are still here. Now it's 2020. Addition of 20 years after the prediction. David Wickenson said the world is ending in 2009. We are still waiting for 2009 to come. Maybe, (laughs) praise God. Now we come to Harold Camping. He said May 21st was the date for the second coming. Later he moved the date to 21st of October 2009. The Lord never came. John Hagee and so many people should know about this man said. The four blood moons will appear in the sky between April 2004 and September 28, 2015. And that will be the signal to the end of the age when God comes back to planet Earth. This is 2020. I don't know if you have shifted his goalposts already. Hallelujah. Isaac Newton, our wonderful scientific brother, predicted 2060 to be the end of the world maybe some prediction will work since we are just in 2020. And that is very, very important. You need to think about this man's prediction. <laughs> he said the world is going to end in 2020. Praise Lord! I mean in 20, 20... 2060 rather. He said the world is ending in 2060. And now we are in 2020. So maybe... 40 years time, the world is going to end according to John Newton. Amen? But friends, listen to this. What really is God's testimony concerning the arts? Let's look at that. In Ecclesiastes 1 verse 4, Scripture says, One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the hath abided forever. Praise God. Now if you read it from the Amplified Translation, this is what it says. One generation comes and another generation comes I mean one generation goes and another generation comes But the earth remains forever Praise the Lord Now if you look at Psalm 119 verse 90 Scripture says Thy faithfulness is unto all generations Thou hast established the earth and it abided Thy continue this day according to thy ordinances for all are thy servants. Praise God. What is he saying? The earth is serving the purposes of God. They continue, the earth continue this day according to thy ordinances. Amen. For all are thy servants. Praise the Lord. That is Psalm 109 and verse 90. Let's give you take a look at that. Amen can you see what we are seeing here truth is will man ever learn will man ever settle down to think for once of some of the things that he doesn't know just to humble himself before God and allow God to do what he's supposed to do I want you to think about it praise the living God this is this is so powerful like I told you, in, in the case of Isaac Newton, the scientist, when writing under the aliens, Jehovah, Santos, Unus, predicted the war will end, on, in, the way he put it, the war will reset at 2060. A people point in the earth will once again become the kingdom of God. That's what Isaac Newton said. So, we are waiting. Hallelujah. Are you there? So, but look at the scripture here. Psalm nine verse 90. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou, thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Verse 91. They continue this day according to thy ordinances. For all are thy servants. Hallelujah. What is thy servant? All the eight are thy servants. So we may never like I said. In our chapter 1 verse 7, and the disciples were asking Jesus the question, Will you then establish a the kingdom when you come back? What was the reply he gave to them? It was for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. If only this can help us in our eschatological narratives. If only this can bring us a better perspective so that we don't continue to deceive people. We don't continue to mislead people. We don't need to project what God has not even had the mind for once to do. We don't try to speak into God's mind and, and telling God, telling people what God says, and yet that's not what God says. What is motivating these pred- predictions? Is it the fear of the Antichrist? Is it that, okay, yeah, that we want to get raptured out of the earth so that the Antichrist will not... know? No. We will not go through the tribulations, we will not go through the pains, we will not go all of those things. Is that why you want the war to end? Oh my goodness. You better follow the scriptures. So friends, this is what I have for you for the beginning. We're going to continue to dig into this. All of these things, men have been predicting them. And I pray for those of you listening to me, don't be a victim of this prophetic, how like I call it? Jamboree. Where you begin to set dates that you have no understanding about, so as not to continue deceive people, you need to see how people were reacting. in the year 1000. People in jail, jail were open, prisoners were set free, people were giving up properties because the year was going to end. No provision was made. Men were no longer going to farm or do business, whatever. No, the year is ending. Nothing was good. The year never ended. 1994, same thing with the Jehovah's Witnesses. They were not doing anything. They don't want to work. They don't want to go to school. Nothing. Why? The world is ending. Oh my God. Can we come out of the deception of prophetic predications or predictions? We keep on predicting what God have never, never had a mind. We don't have the mind of God. You read the scripture. Don't forget what we read from the beginning. I want to end down with you in this section. Look at it again. Isaiah 45:17. what did he say? But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed, nor be confounded, world without end. Hallelujah. And Paul picked this up and said, well, in Ephesians 3, verse 21, Unto we be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And again I say, Amen. Praise the living God. Rest your nerve, people. God is in control. The earth is serving the purposes of God, according to Psalm one one nine and verse nineteen and eighty one. Is that okay? The earth is serving God's ultimate purpose, and I want you to see that again. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abided. Thy con- they continue this day according to thy ordinances for all I thy servants. The earth is serving God's purpose. Is that okay? Don't try to destroy the earth. That is why in that Revelation 11, and verse 18, he said those who try to destroy the earth, he, God himself, will destroy. Don't be a party to those who are saying woe unto the earth. For God is interested in the earth and the earth is serving the purposes of God. God bless you. I'll see you on the other side. Amen.